Welcome back to the Social Things Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Susi. Thank you for joining me today. I hope everyone has been well. I hope everyone has been fine. I am fine myself. Just out of the lockdown. <laughs> Getting a bit frustrated. I mean, it's almost four months now. Four months. Everything is closed. There's no commerce going on. There's no serious business going on. There's very little money in circulation. We are just cracking our heads as to how to adjust to this. So, it's it's very tight. It's very tight. It's very tight. Hopefully, hopefully the lockdown will be lifted soon. I don't know when. Some say August. Some say October. Something needs to change very soon or else people are going to die of something much worse than COVID-19. People are going to go extinct. <laughs> people are going to run extinct. I mean, people are going to start getting... We're already seeing, you know, frustrative occasions of people getting killed in their houses, others getting slaughtered, butchered. Kids are hanging themselves. You know, parents have not had not um, cultivated the habit of spending time with their children, you know, since they're mostly at school and they're always at work as well. So now, you know, you get to know who your parent is, who your child is, and at that time that was supposed to be there earlier on has now been forcefully created. And, you know, adjusting to that kind of life has been very, very challenging for most of the parents out there we have seen it repeatedly in the news um men get frustrated of themselves and they feel they feel like they are pushed to the wall beyond the wall and they have nothing to do because they can't work they can't provide for their family and their family needs food and they just feel they just feel useless and they find themselves they find themselves um, committing offences that are very abominable, you know, very abominable fen- offences. What what I mean by ab- abominable is like things that are things that are not anywhere close to acceptable, not even thoughtable, not even thinkable in the first place. But uh, nonetheless, of course. We have to adjust, we have to find ways of adapting to this kind of situation, this kind of lifestyle. We don't know how long it's going to last, hopefully. Hopefully it lasts shorter than we can ever think or hope. Because, hey, staying indoors also, I have been indoors for quite some time. I get out for a walk once once a day and get back inside. And I mean, the routine is just the same. If I'm not studying, well, I am thinking, planning, looking for ways forward. You know, what happens after COVID-19 gets done? What what do we do? How do we move? How do we step? What do we, what do we put forth? You know, how do we, how do we go about life in the new in the new world, in the new system. However, uh, by the way, if you look into 
archives of history, millionaires have always been created in these kind of times, you know, in these crises and triumph and suffering, people barely have any money. So that is when, you know, of course, prices of things drop and, you know, who knew that a show of eggs would be at 6,500? Like, I never ever imagined that a show of eggs would be at 6,500. You know, the, the minimum, the last time I actually bought a tray of eggs and it was so cheap, if I remember properly, was 9,500. But right now, you, you can even get it at 6,000. I mean, if the person is very desperate, they can even give it to you at 5,000. So that tells how terrible things are right now. Tells you how terrible things are right now. We just have to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. But mostly prepare for the worst. Mostly prepare for the worst. People were given six kilograms of flour to last them three months. I mean, how does that work? How does that work? It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Anyway, I want to share with you a bit of what I was able to study and cover and get to learn about marketing. As always, I'm now more specific to my niche. It's my interest. It's my passion to do marketing sales. I know I do social media marketing as well. Um, I do consultancy as well for businesses and today I want to share with you something called the Hero's Two Journeys so one thing you want to do is when you are establishing a story for your product you want to make sure you are not selling the product but you are telling a story of the product you're telling a story of how you came to get to what you have or how you came to do what you're doing right now you know and further still when you're telling the story you want to focus on the emotional beat of it you know you want to focus on what we call the epiphany now epiphany an epiphany is like that like that moment where you are like doing something or you are engaged in a certain activity and then something hits you, you know, like you can be certain. Like you are probably doing something that is totally so far away from what comes to your mind. And then something happens. It could be probably an emotional incident. Most times epiphanies are like emotional instances where something happens to you and you feel you need to do something about it, you know. If you actually watched X-Men Origins, how Magneto got to know about his powers. So, um, the mother was shot, just to cut the long story short. If you have time, please go get it and watch it. It's, it's a very interesting movie. I, I'm not saying it's a very recent movie, but it's a very interesting movie. So, the mother gets shot and he gets like he gets so angry and like all the metal in the room gets lifted up and well he mashes mashes all the bodyguards helm heads in their helmet and yeah that's how he got to know about his his power so 
what we notice here is that when you are storytelling you want to make sure that you attach it to something emotional because people buy more into emotions than to product so when you're telling your story it has three parts to it it has three parts to it so there's the character which is you who is telling in the story or probably if you're going to be writing a book you have to find a character and then you you describe the desire what they want to achieve what they want to what they want to um run away from or what they want to what they want to in other words acquire something like that and then now the 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 part that is more important that is very very important is like the barrier that is between them and achieving what they want to achieve so we call that the conflict or the wall so it's like that hindrance probably it can be something that is um emotionally involving like for example you fear actually they say according to research it is said that one of the major components of conflict is one of the major components of conflict is um fear love and status so in most cases like for you to be able to evolve like to become someone else to 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 get to discover your essence so your essence is kind of like like how like um you know when you see caterpillars eh? they are they, they are caterpillars and at some point in time they they become butterflies so for you to transform from a caterpillar to a butterfly you must be able to endure the loss of all you made must be able to encounter those things those three things and be able to and be able to um, navigate them so there is fear there is love and there is status so if you're willing to lose all those three then you will be able to achieve and like acquire the essence that you want so you want to talk about the character you want to talk about the conflict and then you want to talk about the desire so those three things actually consist of the plot and consist of the of, of the pitch of the story that you want to tell about your product so once you are able to characterize your your story around that, then you are able to actually make a very effective and fruitful and foot and fruitful pitch. A pitch is like a short um summary of of what is it that you do or what product what product you have. So it's like about what your product can do or what your product promises and stuff like that. So when you are describing a product you want to make sure that you make it as emotional as possible you tell people about how it made you feel as an individual how you got to get the idea of doing what you're doing you know so that you can be able to influence them to feel the same way you felt because when you are describing something and you're talking about it in an emotional way you are subconsciously um uh controlling the emotions of the person who's listening to you so they get moved by your story and they buy into your story because of how you have made them feel because they have been able to feel how you have felt and it's a common mistake where people like when they're selling their product to people or when they're telling people about their product they tend to go into what is called techno bubble so techno bubble is why you start talking about technical terms and like because every field has its own like uh 
has its own specific words and like language and grammar but what you want to keep in mind is that when you're telling someone about your product they, they, they barely understand these kinds of things you know so you want to make sure that you use as basic language as possible um actually there was some there was some research that was done to follow up into the the presidential campaigns of the United States of America and they noticed that Donald Trump actually used what they refer to as third level language like language that is very simple very basic and very easy to understand you know while other other candidates were using eighth level language and ninth level language you know because you are addressing people of different walks of life different professions and different levels of understanding so you want to make sure that you are able to communicate to not just 10% or 20% that could be able to understand what you're saying but to every single one who is in your audience so as it is when you are when you are of course there is time to to use those terms there is there comes a point when you need to use those terms however what you want to make sure is that you use those terms around people who understand those terms if you're talking to a big crowd of i don't know mixed people mixed i mean mixed uh mixed walks of profession and occupation you want to make sure that you have everybody on 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 the on the boat you know because you do not want to lose even one person because that one person can end up making you lose a thousand other people because i mean we're all connected in one way or the other so if probably someone wants to make a purchase of your product and some guy is like i do not really get what that product is all about you know it really really destroys the 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 the, the thought of you buying the product because your friend is skeptical about it and sometimes in most cases actually one of the reasons as to why we do some things is because of like uh the perception that community will have about us or uh the thoughts that our friend the thoughts that our friends will have about us so sometimes we, we we buy into things not because probably we are very interested into them but because sometimes we are looking for that status we're looking for the affirmation you know from people so if someone out there is like i do not get what you what this cash product is all about you are bound you're bound to lose out you're bound to lose out on this client you know so you want to make sure that you use as simple language as possible and try not to talk about how your product is good or why it is the best or why it is it bets it 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 it, uh, it outcompetes the other products that are on market and why yours is cheaper than the others man when you do that that's like what everybody else is going to do almost every single person is going to come up and is talking about the same you know the same the same thing so it's like asking me to spot out a whole crowd of for example if we say everybody's wearing a black shirt and a black cap you know and you want me to spot out a godfrey a one gof a one godfrey when i'm at the top of a high-rise building you know all i see is black down it's very hard for me to spot that godfrey but if probably he's wearing a white hat or a red hat or some other color I can be able to identify him if you tell me that the Godfrey you're looking for is wearing a red hat out of you know a thousand people wearing black hats that's easier to 
identify the person so for you to be able and to make sure that you stand out you need to attach an emotional feeling to your product tell people how you felt when how you felt to how sorry the feeling that occurred to you when you were going to launch the product you know the feeling that strikes you the thought how the thought came to your head and you want to be very 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 descriptive about it you know if you actually pay attention to the movies they 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 take a lot of time to 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 describe and sometimes there's barely any words that are used but like you know you you notice the changes in facial expression and the music changes all of a sudden and I mean the motion also changes probably so you get to actually feel like there is something that is going to happen you know and we see this mostly like in horrors like when there's going to something so maybe the thing is crawling behind the guy and like you know they cut out all the sound and you know the the motion becomes very slow and you see the thing creeping and creeping and creeping you know so what you want to do is to verbalize that kind of expression but keep in mind that when you're describing that you want to make sure it is as of course basic language as possible so one of the things that you could do is um of course these technical terms need to also be there but what you can do is when you um when you air out a technical term you could give an example that is like that people can relate to in 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 normal like normal day to day happenings you know so for example you can be like use use of course a bombastic word depending on what it is that you that you're talking about like for example if you noticed earlier on i talked about something called techno bubble so techno bubble for on for those people that are in marketing and sales they'll be able to understand but but for a farmer who you know is probably being farming of course a farmer is doing farming <laughs> and a carpenter and a driver and all the other um professions unless they have invested time to actually find out what that means or have been able to meet with it somewhere they'll not be able to understand so you explain to them and be like you should like the way i did i was like i talked about techno bubble and then you want to use the the phrase kind of like so kind of like is like um it it's an it's an it's a connecting word it's like a bridging word so the a bridging word basically connects what you are saying or relates what you are saying the 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 complicated term to to the common basic language and you know understanding of day to day so you be like techno bubble and you be like kind of like and you describe what you are saying you be like you know when you start talking about complicated terms in your field you know and want to avoid that you know so someone is like oh okay so i want to avoid you know, the, the 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 terms that people will not understand because once you start using those kinds of terms you lose people off and the very moment you lose the more very moment you say something that someone has not understood that is the point where they stop like listening like because they're trying to process and understand what you said so everything else that you say after that they are not listening to it it's just passing by their ears you know 
so and you do not want that to happen of course you don't want that to happen you want to make sure that when you're talking to people they understand you properly they understand you crisply and they can be able to make sense out of what you're saying otherwise if you are unable to communicate in simple basic 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 i mean basic basic like basic ground language then you have failed yourself and your client you know so yeah you want to be very very basic so one thing of course that i can that i want to emphasize on more is the emotion is the one that sells your product you know the emotion is the one that sells your product now the tipping point about using emotion to sell your product is that every single person has a different like emotional experience to how they were able to start their product and sometimes it sometimes we do not know how to bring it out so what you can do is you could get someone to actually ask you or if you want to help someone find out why they actually what why they what motivated them to start doing something in most cases it is characterized by either status or love or both you know so you find someone doing something because of either status or love and like those have always been the core reasons as to why people do things so if you want to actually be able to understand why someone did something you can ask them five at least an average of five to six repetitive why questions so probably you can ask them why did you start the business and they'll tell you i started it because i did not i did not want to be poor then you'd be like why did you not want to be why and you'd be like i mean why were you so afraid of poverty you know and then they'll tell you and they'll tell you and they'll tell you and they'll tell you and at some point in time you know you will get to like that real you know the very moment you feel or hit a point where the reason is about either status like how it will make them look how it will make how people will perceive them you know how people will understand them those are then you have then you have hit the jackpot then you'll have gotten to know um you'll have gotten to know why someone did something so in most cases status is characterized by around six aspects so and by the th- that's also another reason as to why people purchase and make purchases so what you want to do is if you're selling your product you want to surround it around these six things that i'm about to mention and you need to make sure that when you s- wh- that you make it visibly and emotionally felt that your product will bring this feeling your product will elevate the person's status and if someone by any thought feels like your product is going to to reduce their status then they are very 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 likely not to purchase your product but when you show them that your product can actually improve their status raise their status and I mean, get them to heights and levels that they have never been to. Then they'll then they'll purchase it. So the first thing is you want to make sure that your product. Uh, one of the first elements of status is power. You know, so if your product can make someone feel powerful, you know, because in the eyes of other people, um, of course, like sometimes we think that we 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 can, 
we can ignore how people look at us or how people perceive us but in actual true totality you cannot i mean i mean in most cases like we are always looking out for how people think about us and what people would say about us and you know as much as yes we tend to run away and walk away from these kinds of thoughts which is very healthy but it is always there it is always there you know so the first thing is of course power does it make the person powerful does it make the person feel powerful then the second thing is does it make them feel intelligent you know does your product associate them to a higher level of intelligence and does it make them look wealthy or rich you know um i think this can be seen with with with, with apple products for example someone actually purchases an apple product not because they have any profound knowledge about how the iPhone, for example, operates or the the, the AirPods, I mean, the, the, the sophistications inside it and the sound, the, 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 the speakers and the connections and the wire connections and blah, blah, blah. They may barely know anything about it, but because society associates, especially the African society, it associates wealth to, it touches wealth to upper products. You know, so if someone has an iPhone, you look at them and you're like, hmm. You know, it gives it gives them a reputation. If someone is wearing a sharp suit, you know, someone may wearing may be wearing a sharp suit, but when you know they have a very light head, like they have a very light brain. In other words, they, they there is not so much solid content in there. But because of the suit, you know, it gives them that that look of you know intelligence and power and wealth. And uh, the other thing is also physical appearance, of course. Does your product bring you know, does your product make them look better? And then the other thing is happiness. Does your product bring happiness to them? Does it bring um, excitement? Does it bring joy and fulfillment? Then the other thing is style. I mean, how how fashionable is your product? Like, if I if I'm wearing, for example, the 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 the, the Apple Watch, how stylish is it? You know, what does it look like? What does the market have to say about this? If I wear it. And will I look cool and, you know, stuff like that. So you keep those six things in mind. You want to ask yourself, how do I present my product as powerful? Like, how does it, how do I present my product in a way that it, it brings power, it shows power. Uh, in, in other words, it, 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 uh, it emits power onto, from, sorry. What I mean to say is that when someone has your product, do they feel powerful? Do they feel intelligent? Does it make them feel wealthy? Does it make them? Uh, does it improve their physical appearance? Does it make them feel happy? You know, and does it you know improve their sense of style as well? So once you've been able to nail those things, then you can be able to, to of course, to sell your product through. But of course, um sometimes like in most cases you know if you look at most of the commercials if you pay attention to most of the commercials they are actually striking out one of these six attributes you know so they find ways of making it as likable as possible they make it look you know make it seem like it will bring you happiness and that is one of the reasons as to actually someone was asking me if it is possible to eliminate influencers in marketing and i told him it is very ch- it is close to impossible you know because people associate influences to to 
to, to, to like ability to, to, to power to associate them to the power that they see them have. For example, if they are superpowers, if they're supernaturals in the movies that they act, like for example, Henry Cavill, he is just a normal dude, but you know, in movies he's depicted as Superman, he's known as Superman. When you vo- when you watch the, the the series The Witcher, he is that. Of course, he is the main character, The Witcher. So, um, his character is a character of strength and power, and um, you know, control and uh, physical, you know, physical appearance is good. And you know, I mean, he he also shows wealth. So, most of the things that people attribute um status to so when he has something when he wears something everybody wants to um get themselves that thing because it makes them feel like if they have that product then they will be like him you know and that is one of the things that also tag her got to understand and they got themselves into a contract with cristiano ronaldo so he would just take a picture with the tag her watch on his on his wrist and everybody buys the watch because they saw Cristiano wear it and they feel like you know if I wear it I can also be like Cristiano Ronaldo I mean when some when sees them or when their friends see them they'll be like hey you have to watch that Cristiano Ronaldo is wearing you know stuff like that so um also Pepsi got to understand that and you'll notice they actually got most of the super players that uh people relate to very much Mo Salah, Pogba, Messi uh, and and all the other players, uh, there was a time when Thierry Henry was also one of their ambassadors. So yeah, I mean they're always looking out to find ways of um, getting people to getting people to um, uh, buy their products in this kind of means and ways. So of course, once you are able to understand these kinds of things, then you will be able to position your product in a very 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 uh, strategic manner. And get people to buy into your product, you know, because sometimes we put in a lot of effort, a lot of work and research and we, we miss out on these small details that are very important and sentimental, you know, because I believe, I think and feel that it is very, very, it would be very painful for you to invest millions and millions and millions into a project and then make, barely make even a third in profit you know of what you invested in i believe you need to make 120 percent out of the investment that you make because there is a lot of sacrifice that you have put into you know all that effort that you've put that you've been able to invest in your business you have been away from your family and you have uh, responsibilities and bills and expectations to meet so again if you're out there please um make sure that you try to you try to implement some of these things as always information is only power when you put it into you know commendable practice and use otherwise if you just keep it in your head or in your books it does not evolve it does not grow and if you're out there and there's something that you're good at there's something that you're knowledgeable at i actually visited a cousin of mine uh, on friday friday last week and I mean, he is well acquainted with football. I mean, not just the the the, the transfers and blah blah blah, but like the, f- the 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 game, like playing the game. And he's coaching some three children. And I was telling him, "Hey, man, right now that's like the best thing you can do. You could transfer this this information down to someone else, because there's a point where 
mastery um mastery can no longer cross you know there is a fine line between mastery and expertise so when you are a master you have completely and wholly immersed yourself in the knowledge of a particular subject that you are aware of and you know almost all the corners but for you to become an expert in that field you need to be able to actually transfer that knowledge down to someone and be able to teach someone and help them understand and digest this information as easily as possible and probably quicker you know than you are able to to get it and absorb it you know and that is what you'll notice with books and i encourage very much people out there if you are if you want to learn and avoid many mistakes because of course doing is important but also moving strategically is more important you know you don't want to just be strolling through means and ways and try this and try that and try this and try that you know you're dissipating off a lot of energy you are giving off a lot of you know your time and your resources however if you have invested in a book if you have read a book if you have um, been able to listen to mentors you will it will firstly save you a lot of time you know trying to figure out and gamble through all ways to find which way works you know if you have someone that has walked the path or they have written a book about the path you are able to move tactically and strategically without wasting a lot of resource you know because i'm not saying you will not of course lose any resource because of course like i said um you have to actually do the practice and you will not get it at the first try you know you will suck at the first try but as you keep doing you know you suck lesser and lesser and lesser and at some point in time you won't suck at all you'll you'll become an expert so that's all i had for you guys today please let me know how this made you feel let me know how um how best you are going to actually put all this into practice as always i only share how well i have understood these subjects i study them and i learn and do my own personal research and then i rephrase them as to the best of my understanding so that i can help you be able to um be able to get to learn what i learned without you having to sit before a book and read it for hours and hours and hours and end because it actually takes me quite a number of hours on average i read about three hours a day so the information that i've been able to learn for three hours i compress it for you in 40 minutes you know so i give you the the the, the the cream of what i've been able to learn and try to intermingle it to the most easiest form because when we are studying when i'm studying the content is quite bulky you know but whilst i do this it enables you to save a lot of time you know going in there and looking for all this kind of information and resource it also saves you money as well because you may want to you may need to buy these books you know and of course we purchase these books to uh deeper our understanding but um, when i make a podcast i explain everything that i've learned for free and i put it out on all streaming platforms so um if you're a small business out there and you're starting to grow and you are in the early stages and even if yes you have you know you have existed for quite some time and you have made some of these blunders there is never too late for you to make adjustment it's never too late for you to make adjustment you know actually someone once said that 
champions do not quit champions make adjustments you know they don't complain you only make adjustments if this doesn't work you you know you try to shift it and see how well it can you know work in the shift anyway that's all i had for you guys thank you very much for the time thank you very much for everything thank you for the resources for the support and uh, i hope i have been able to be of help if you feel there's anything that needs to be more grinded and digested feel free to contact me on any of my social media handles instagram facebook and twitter at this is hosni t-h-i-s-i-s-h-o-s-n-i let me know how i can be of help as always i will try to get to you as soon as i can take care till next time bye bye